How you doing, beautiful people? I am Ra Amahetep Amen, and welcome to the Ra Amahetep Amen podcast show. Today, we're gonna, today our show is going to be focused on relationships with an emphasis on exactly what's wrong with Will and Jada's relationship. So now we're here to discuss some of the things that's going on with Will and Jada's relationship. We're not here to pile on. We're not here to talk about them and, you know, and, and, and call them the salt of the earth, so to speak. We're simply here to use their relationship, some of the things that they have going on, to help other relationships out there. There's a lot of people out there that may be listening to this podcast or maybe watching this on YouTube that may be, you know, at that point within your relationship where you're thinking about divorce and things of that nature. So hopefully there's some things that you can learn from Will and Jada's situation to use to heal your relationship. Or maybe you're out there thinking about getting into a relationship and, you know, and when you're thinking about what can you do to ensure that you find the right partner for you, um, you we can also use this situation with Will and Jada to help you with, with that as well. Some of the things that we're going to discuss today will help and benefit both situations. So let me just let you know a little bit about myself. First and foremost, I'm a philosopher. I enjoy ancient uh, Egyptian philosophy, West African philosophy, any philosophical uh, philosophy from the East. Um, currently, right now, we're bringing the Maasai philosophy to the world. So I really enjoy talking about those types of things. But then also, I am a relationship coach, life coach, executive coach. I've worked with many relationships and things of that nature, and I've actually have a good uh, success ratio working with couples. Typically, when couples come to me, they're looking to get into a divorce or looking to break up in their relationship, and about 90% of the people that come to me stay within their relationship. So I just want to say that. Most people who get coaching typically um, will find some level of success in their relationship. Most people who divorce typically don't get coaching. They don't want any help. They always want to blame the other person and so on and so on. And that's one of the reasons why relationships divorce or why people divorce or why people break up. Now, based on my experience with working with couples, one of the major reasons why people end up divorcing or breaking up is simply because they don't take ownership of the condition of the relationship. They're, they have been reared and developed to blame the other person in the situation versus looking themselves in the mirror and taking ownership for what's going on in that relationship and why that relationship is in the current state that it's in right now. So we have to understand that the relationship is an organism that we have produced through the actions of both parties. Now, why is this important as we get into the discussion of Jada and Will? Well, one of the things that we see now with Jada as she's going out doing interviews and, you know, and I guess for lack of a better word, airing their dirty laundry. Now, Will Smith also produced a memoir and he didn't seem to go hard on Jada. He didn't speak. As a matter of fact, I can't remember him saying really anything negative about Jada. He's basically used it to talk about himself, talk about how he's growing up, talking about how he saw the world and, you know, and things of that nature, his success and his failures and so on and so on. But I don't remember him going hard on Jada. But it seems like Jada is using this opportunity to shift the blame of the condition of, of, of the relationship to Will. And again, that's why I had to go through that little diatribe in the beginning to just to say that that's one of the reasons why most relationships fail is because people aren't willing 
to look themselves in the mirror. Talk about we're going to discuss Jada and Will's background because we have to understand backgrounds in order for us to understand why this, why why these people are acting the way they're acting right now. Because as we said, both parties are inputting into this relationship, and therefore the condition of the relationship is based upon the input of both parties. So no matter how much you get upset about Jada, Aaron, Will Smith, dirty laundry, and saying things about him or whatever, and Will Smith's silence about the thing or his passiveness about the thing, the reality of the situation is that they are both incorrect in this situation. They are both to blame for the condition of this particular situation that we're going to discuss today. That's something you want to understand. So we have to get into background. And by the way, what happened to backgrounds? You know, back in the day, you went through a courtship to learn about the background of a person. Why is, why is the background of a person so important? Because it tells you how this person is going to perform in your relationship. So it's important for us to go into backgrounds. You know, we don't do that anymore, but maybe that's the reason why 80% of our marriages end in divorce or separation. You know, in this new age way of thinking, you know, I get it. Yeah, the social norms and things of that nature that's been put there should be changed. You know, women should not be second-class citizens. I get that. So all those things should change. But they, we can't just throw out everything because there's a lot of knowledge and science to some of the things that were done in the past. But at the same time, we can take the good and move forward with that, put that into the new tradition, and throw out the negative. But it seems like with this new age of thinking, we're just throwing everything out and kind of starting from scratch. And that's causing these problems in the black community. Anyway, I digress. Let's talk about Jada. <laughs> so based on, you know, if you look, if you've been watching her interviews, she's been pretty forthcoming about, you know, uh, how she grew up, what she endured and things of that nature. First of all, she said that her, her mother was a um, functional addict. She said both of her parents, her mother and her father, they were both addicts, but she said her mom was a functional addict. And that's, okay, so that's the background. We have to really look at that because what do you mean functional? Now, Jada grew up in, the, in a time and space that I grew up in. I grew up in Florida. She grew up in Baltimore. I grew up during the crack boom, you know, and so addiction, you know, was something that we all bore witness to. But she has to define what a functional addict is. Now, here's my definition. A person who's able to, able to care for their family. A person who's able to hold a job, take care of themselves, even though they have this addiction. They're able to take care of themselves, take care of their family, and still support their addictions. Now, I'm not getting that sense from what Jada is saying. So, yes, we do need more clarification as to what exactly, what, what do you mean by functional? Because this is going to determine how Jada behaves. Because if you're functional, meaning you, you got a job, you're taking care of your family, and you're taking care of your addiction, then that means Jada experienced a mother in some way, shape, or fashion. But if this person lived on welfare, struggled to make enough money to care for her addiction and to feed her children, then that's another way of looking at why Jada is behaving this way. So we have to be very clear about that. But anyway, she goes on to say that she 
you know, at a certain point in her life, decided to go out and sell crack cocaine in Baltimore. Now, <laughs> you know, I, I just want you to understand, brothers, you know, when you're dating somebody, I don't care how good a person looks. I don't care how sensually attracted you are to this person. I don't care how much sex you have with this person. You must delve into the background. You must see what this person is about. Because if you're thinking about marrying this person, if you're thinking about bringing this person into your house as a wife or whatever, and they're going to take care of the kids and raise the kids and manage all these different things, then you got to be 100% clear of who you're dealing with. Yeah, this woman is cute and fine, and you'll be able to parade her around your friends and as eye candy, so to speak, but you still got to deal with the unhappiness of the condition of the relationship that you're causing by getting involved with this particular person. So Jada says that, hey, you know, at a certain point I went out and sold crack. Let me tell you, I don't remember a lot of women out there serving and hustling, being involved in that element, being involved in the element where drug dealers are being robbed and killed and, you know, and you, you have to overcome your sense, your intuitive sense of the wellness of others to simply to sell something to them to make money for yourself. I don't remember a lot of women doing that. So for a woman to say that that's something that she engaged in, wow, that tells, you know, that tells you a lot about this person. But anyway, she says she sold drugs and things of that nature. So now we can kind of see a development of the character of a person. Again, I'm not putting her down for growing, going through these experiences. That's not the goal here. The goal is let's look at what we're dealing with from a coaching standpoint so she can get the necessary help she needs to evolve beyond this so she can find happiness in her relationship, whether that be with Will or somebody else. Okay, so now to start out, she doesn't have a great relationship with her mother. Okay, so brothers, a woman who doesn't have a good relationship with her mother, that's, there's going to be some problems that come about. She's not in a position to experience femi the, the expression of femininity at its power. She's not in a position to experience that, that sense of motherhood. That's why it's important for us to understand, hey, Jada, what are you talking about? Are you talking about define what you mean by functional addict? <laughs> because that's very important. That's going to tell us how she was impacted by the example of her mom and why she's acting this way, why she's going out in the world, why she's seeing the world this way. You know, some of the things that girls learn from their mama is what? Respect. How to express your sensuality. How to carry yourself around men. Class. How to develop and rear, how to develop and rear children. These are all things that you learn from your mother. Well, to say that, hey, your mom is a functional addict, yeah, we need more clarity on that because if your mom was out running the streets and wasn't there for you, then you're not going to be necessarily good with all these things. You're not necessarily going to be a classy person. You're not going to be able to carry yourself in a respectful manner. You're not going to be able to respect the masculinity because you would observe your mom interacting with her husband or boyfriend or whatever. That's how girls get the understanding of how to deal with men. She doesn't have all this. She doesn't, she's not around a mom who's showing her how to develop in real children, how to carry a family. These are, these are all things that she isn't experiencing. 
So when Will Smith says that he wants to get into a relationship with, with her and then end up getting married to her, he has to know that these are all things that she's going to need some support and help with. So what I'm saying is, yes, Jada needs some support and help. You see, back in the day when we had the village concept going on, people would, other women in the, in the village would take care of that for her, would stand in for her mother, would make sure that she understood these things. But see, in the world that we live in now, ineptitudes are the expression of success. So instead of going to the fact that, hey, Jada, you need support, you need help, these are things that you're not going to be good in. If you ever get married, the, the, necess the necessities of marriage you're not going to be good at simply because of a dysfunctional family situation that you grew up in. It's not a knock against you. I'm not saying you're a bad person. I'm saying that you grew up in a dysfunctional situation by which you left that situation with some severe deficiencies. But in this world that we live in today, deficiencies are now the cool thing. So now it's called a strong woman, a woman who runs her house her own way, <laughs> a female liberation now versus, no, this just is an expression of ineptitude. You don't know what you're doing. You need the support. You need help. There is a knowledge and strategy to how to carry a family. It's not something that's easy for everybody. It's not. <laughs> You see, here's what would happen back in the day before slavery and all this other stuff, right? You said, I liked person X in the village. Okay, that went to the village elders, and the village elders decided on whether the union of the two of you guys was going to be a productive part of the society. So you cannot have a productive society when 80% of your, of your marriage is in the divorce. You cannot have a productive society when 90% of your households are run by single females. You cannot have a productive society. Now, you can blame this on white people as much as you want, but the reality of the situation is you cannot have a productive society. So the reason why the elders got involved because they understood the importance of that union and making sure that it was something that was going to be beneficial to the community itself. So, yes, young man, you love her, but she may not be a good fit for you. However, this girl over here is a better fit for you. And then, of course, we get into the concept, oh, you know, love. You know, I love her. I don't love him. And you see all these movies, oh, you know, I don't want to love the person over here. I want to love her. But, yeah, that's going to produce negativity in your community, in your life. You're going to be unhappy. I don't care. I love her. That is one of the most ridiculous things I've ever heard of. Marriages relationships are one of the most important and most devastating things you could possibly do. I see so many people going through suffering. Now they're divorced. One person gets higher custody over the other. Now they have to live in almost sheer hell simply because we didn't check this relationship prior to make sure that it was going to work out. But anyway, I'm not talking down about Jada. I'm just simply saying she's in a position of deficiency. She needs support. She needs help. She needs to recognize that. But she's not going to recognize that. Why? Because her ability to move in this society is being held up as a success. So when she says when she has sex with her son's best friend, her son's 22-year-old best friend, 
You had black women that are applauding her, going, oh, why, what's wrong with her having sex with her 22-year-old, her, <laughs> her son's best friend who was 22, year old, 22 years old, who would come over to the house to hang out with her son. Now she's, being, she's having sex with this person while she's married. But see, in this society, you being held up for that. Oh, that was great. She did a great job. Why, if men do it, why can't women do it? And so on and so on. Yeah, but you're not in a relationship with her. See, Will Smith is in a relationship with her. <laughs> now, and Jada can try to spin that and say, oh, we were separated. We were cool. But if you watch that red table talk. And when the cameras panned over to Will. I could, the look on his face was something other than unhappy. I, he had no clue about that. He didn't care for it. You can't sit here and say that Will cared, that Will was, Will was okay with that. I seriously doubt it. But anyway, that's respect. See, that's something that you learn from your interaction with your mom. Class, that's something that you learn from your interaction with your mom. How to rear and develop children, that's something that you learn from the interaction with your, with your mom. How to respect the masculine. That's something that you learn from the interaction with your mom. How to express your sensuality in an ordered way to where it doesn't tear down people around you. It doesn't hurt people around you. That's something that you learn <laughs> from your relationship to your mama. Obviously, that's not there. So when she's, when she's downplaying the fact that she was intimate with her son's 22-year-old best friend, that is an expression of her growing up in a certain environment that is putting her in a position to see it that way. I honestly think that she doesn't think, she thinks that she has not done anything wrong. And obviously the Maasai teaches us there's no such thing as right or wrong. So I'm not going to sit here and say it's right or wrong. But what I am saying is she doesn't even see the ramifications of what she, done, what she did. The fact that you are in a relationship with a dude who's one of the top actors in Hollywood that has done a lot for your career. And I don't care what the nature of your relationship is at that particular time. If you learn the level of respect for the masculinity, which you should have learned from your mom, I don't care what the level of respect, what's happening in that situation, what you got going on with your relationship, out of respect for him and what he stands for, you would never do that. I'm pretty sure there were many men and young men out there in the, in, in the society in Hollywood that would love to have been intimate with you, that you could establish a relationship. If you and Will were okay with that type of thing, there were a lot of people out there that would have been more than happy. But you chose to connect with your son's 22-year-old best friend. And again... What I'm saying is this is coming from the fact that she has not, she does not have a, a maternal relationship to her mom. Now, her and her mom are cool now. That's okay. But in the past, you, were, you, didn't, you wasn't reared in a setting. You wasn't developed in a setting by which you were able to see your mom function on that level. And that's just a fact. That's just a reality. Jada also mentioned that she didn't really have a good relationship with her father. So then here's one of the things that happens when a girl doesn't have a good relationship to her father. She doesn't really understand how to respect a man. She doesn't understand the masculine respect that she should have when you're connecting to a man. 
And that's on multiple levels, right? You know, when women say, hey, I don't have a problem fighting my man, it, it, it makes no sense to me because men were reared with testosterone and muscles. That's, a, that's something, that's a, that's a battle you shouldn't win. So why are we going there? You know, why are you bringing this into the arena of physicality? You're not, you know what I'm saying? That's just, but when you have a healthy respect, respect for a man is not saying that you bow down to a man and a man tells you what to do, when to do it. No, respect is understanding how to apply your sensuality to influence, have an influence over a man versus you trying to assert yourself as if you are the man. That's what I mean. But respect for a man is also about learning, understanding what that person is doing for you from the masculine principle, what that person is bringing to the table, what that person has done for you. So to see your father doing things for your family and your mom, that puts you in a position to respect the need for that price, that presence in your life. It seems like, you know, the way she kind of goes around is almost like she doesn't respect that Will is partly responsible for a lot of things that she has going on. But why is she in this position? Because of her background. Brothers, you got to look at background. I don't care how pretty this girl looks. I don't care what she's saying. If you're trying to be in a relationship with this person, you got to look at the background. You got to see what this person is bringing to the table. And we can get help. Jada can get coaching. She can get counseling to help her beyond this. But she must first look herself in the mirror. She must first identify that she is part of the problem. And there is the problem. You know, let's discuss the slap before we move on to Will. She also said in one of these interviews that she had no idea that Will was, you know, going to go up on stage and slap Chris Rock. We've all seen that. And so she says that her and Will are such good friends. They know each other so well. But then she says in that moment, she didn't know that Will was going to go up on stage and slap Chris. Now, if you remember watching that video you know, after Chris said the joke, Will laughed and then looked at Jada, and Jada seemed to have a level of disdain, and then Will's demeanor changed, and then, of course, he made his way up the stage. But here's the problem. Here's the situation. I'm not trying to get into all that, but the issue is respect. If you have a healthy respect for the masculine in your life and what it has done for you, I want to be clear about this. If, you res if she respects Will on the level of what Will has accomplished, not only in his personal life, but what he has accomplished for the family. You see, when you are in a situation where you didn't experience a quote-unquote breadwinner, you don't understand how to honor the sacrifices for this person in your life. So therefore, Jada doesn't have a healthy respect for Will for what Will not only did in his own career, but for the personal family. The fact that Jada is at the Oscars, I'm not going too far off the, my rocker to say that it's because of Will. His life success is the reason why she's able to sit at the Oscars. So I think she knew exactly that there was a problem. I don't think she may have not known that the it that in his mind that, you know, he's going to go up there and slap Chris. Maybe she thought he was going to go to the first step and say something to Chris or whatever. But if you have a respect for what your man has done for you and for the family and knowing that that your presence and your success right now is partly due to this person, to the sacrifices of this person. You're not going to let him go on that stage. 
I can tell you right now that my wife would not have let me even get out of my chair, that I would have been, I would have been tackled. The commotion would have been my wife and I rolling on the ground there because there's no way in hell she's going to let me destroy my career from which she's benefiting, destroy the brand from which we're all, the family brand from which we're all benefiting. She's not going to do that. That's a woman who has respect. That's a woman who was raised with her mom. That's a woman who was raised with her father. She's going to understand that. Now, I don't care if her and I are not talking once we get home. I don't care if, you know, we decided to separate like, you know, like, Will, like Jada saying her and Will were. She, I don't care about that. But she's not going to let me destroy the brand that she's making money from because she knows she's making money from the brand. But that is based upon the level of respect that you learn from your family situation. Jada has not had that ability to learn that. She grew up in a dysfunctional situation, and therefore she needs support. She needs coaching. She needs counseling. She needs to look herself in the mirror and realize, okay, I'm part of the problem here because I, haven't, I don't understand that process. I don't understand how I grew up in that process. I don't understand how that works. It's, it's okay for her to say, I don't understand how that process works. But what's being put through the media, what's being put out there now is what? Dysfunction being a, an expression of success. One of the things she said was, you know, her and her son now are doing psychedelics. And it's just, it's just interesting how, you know, she grew up with both parents being addicts. And, you know, now her and her, her, and her son are doing psychedelics together, drugs together. Well, most studies say that if you grew up where both of your parents were addicts, there's a 70% chance that you're going to be an addict. There's a 70 be right. And so now you're talking about cutting off that the, the, the tradition in your family. You got to cut it off. You got to go cold turkey. But here this person is saying that, hey, you know, I do psychedelics with my son. Um, you know, I let my son dress up in a dress. And that she's being held up as if that's being cool. Where in the heck in our society, especially in the black community, where it became cool to get high with your kids. <laughs> Whereas, you know, it's okay for, you know, my son to wear a dress. So as a matter of fact, I remember that situation. They were interviewing Jada about Jaden wearing a dress. And I remember she said Will called her up. And she was basically saying this to kind of put Will down. But she said Will called her up and had a problem. Like, hey, why is, you know, what's going on? And she was basically like, hey, you know, He's just going through some things in his life. Leave him alone. Let him, let him go through his thing. But I'm here to tell you that she wasn't in a position to answer it that way. She's just not in that position. There's nothing in her life success that puts her in a position where she has the right answer for that particular situation. Will Smith has the right answer. If Will Smith is in a better position to answer that question from the intimacy of the family in a way to communicate it to his son about his approach to, to his lifestyles and, and clothing and things of that nature as far as his personal progression to manhood. She's not in a position to answer that question, but she was allowed to answer that question as if she does. And that's kind of where our society is today. 
But anyway, all right, so that's my analysis on Jada. Jada needs assistance. Jada needs, you know, coaching. She needs support. She needs the women in her life to come in and step in and help her out with understanding how to present herself. I don't think it's going to happen because the society that she lives in right now, unfortunately, says that's okay, that's right, that's correct, that's success. Smoke as much weed and, and, and do as much uh, drugs with your kids as once you get now that's considered cool. My, I, did, I grew up in a household where, you know, my family wasn't angels, but when they were doing marijuana, possibly running lines of coke or whatever and having a good time, that was locked behind a door and we couldn't come within 10 feet of that in, in, within that door. Or there was severe consequences. But even in their, I guess, negative behaviors, they realized that they didn't want this behavior to impact their children. So we were kept away from it. I didn't I didn't learn that learned about what they were doing until. You know, I was in high school, or out of high school, in college, or whatever. But my point of saying that is, she needs support because she doesn't understand how to function in a setting by which she can respect, will be respectful to her children, and raise her children into a, a way um, that they can benefit and be successful as successful as possible. All right, so let's talk about will. Now, Will is complete opposite. Will grew up with both of his parents, all right, early in his life. His mom was a teacher. Uh, I forget what, it, what exactly his dad did, but his dad was one of those people that was the kind of the breadwinner. Even though mom worked, I guess he was the one that paid bills and things of that nature. So now you're talking about a completely functional situation. Well, now Will Smith has both of his parents. Will Smith grew up in a middle-class family in Philadelphia, And he was able to experience the notion of both of his parents. He was able to experience his mom not only have a career. So he's experienced his mom doing for self. His mom was not a stay-at-home mom. She had a career. She was a school teacher. I think eventually she ended up becoming um, an administrator of the, of, in, within the school system or whatever. So she's kind of successful, has a college degree. So we're not dealing with a housewife that cooks and cleans all day, watches TV, and gets abused by her husband. This is a woman who had a lot going on for herself. So Will Smith was able to experience that level of motherhood. And I can tell in that experience that he was also able to experience his mom being somewhat independent. On the other hand, Will Smith said that his father was a phenomenal father, never missed a basketball game, never missed a recital, never missed... Anything that he had going on. As a matter of fact, I remember a story he told about when he first started rapping or whatever. He, uh, him and uh, Jazzy Jeff, I guess, and some friends, they flew down to the Caribbeans or whatever, and they were down there trying to produce an album. And but most of the time was them goofing off, spending their money on women and whatever, and drinking or whatever. And his father caught wind of it, and his father flew down there. And took care of business and basically made Will come back home or whatever before Will completely destroyed his life. So his father was a phenomenal person. Phenomenal person. Now, here's where black men, we have to, you know, understand that, hey, nobody's perfect, right? And respect our fathers for what they've done in our lives, even though they're not perfect. But Will Smith talks about his father being an abuser, meaning that he would beat his mom, I guess, and then eventually take it out on Will. Will says that as the oldest child, when he would drink and get angry and all these different things, he would take it out on Will and then, of course, take it out on his mom, but take it out on him as far as being a 
oldest child. And that's another thing about alcoholism. You know, we call that angry liver. So when a person is an alcoholic, they get this Chinese term called angry liver where they just fly out the handle angry. It could be anything. It, could, it, it doesn't really have takes a lot to set them off. And then that anger is directed typically at the people that's closest to them. So mom got it, and then, of course, Will got it. But anyway, that's a whole other thing. That's a situation that Will and I actually share. I grew up in a household to where, just like Will, I love my father. father did, my father did great things, but he was a woman abuser. He would... Uh, beat women for whatever reason. And so I completely can speak on what I'm about to say about Will Smith. Problem number one for Will is, A, he didn't check the background. So now, a lot of times with men, when you marry somebody or you get into a relationship with somebody, you automatically assume simply because they're a woman that they're going to be able to carry the household duty. So you kind of give the toss over the keys to them. Why would somebody like Will do this? Because he grew up with his mom. So he's looking at his mom and he's saying his mom done a, seemed to have done a phenomenal job within the family. And so he's basically simply just throwing those keys over to, to Jada. Problem number one. Number one, Will Smith's mom may be a third generational wife. That's something that we got to take into consideration. A phenomenal woman. <laughs> A powerful woman in her own right. That's something that's a generational thing. Jada's situation, she didn't have that connection with her mom, so she never was able to develop that. So for us to just toss over the keys to the family and children, no, Will is going to have to take more of a more charge in this situation. So that's the first thing. The second thing is when you grow up with a father who is abusive, physically abusive, especially to your mom. I remember, and I can, I can understand where Will comes from this, I can remember just losing 100% respect for my father to a point where I didn't talk to my father. As a matter of fact, from the age of probably 15, 14 to 22, I didn't talk to my father. I cut off all communication with him. I was in college. Um, well, high school, I stayed with my grandmother, but then I was in college. Once I got to college, I didn't ask him for money. You know what I'm saying? I just did my own thing. But then what ended up happening for me was I had a child. And so something came over, we, over me and said, well, even though him and I may have that relationship, he doesn't have that relationship with his grandchildren. So I thought it was only right that I mend the relationship so that my children could have an experience of having a grandparent, a granddad in their lives. So that's the thing that started us to communicate. And, um, and I'm glad that happened because I actually enjoyed building that relationship back with my father. But anyway, I can understand what Will Smith is going through because it's kind of a catch-22. Of course, you love your mother, but at the same time, this dude is, is, is a very good person in your life as well. So it creates this confusion. All right, and you get confused. Here's is one or two things that happens to men who grow up in those types of households. The first thing is either they become abusers themselves. So men who grow up in households where they experience their father physically abusing their mom, they'll typically become abusive themselves. Or the second thing is they become very passive. So in other words, everything about their husbandry is basically saying, I'm not going to be like that guy. And I can clearly understand exactly what Will Smith is going through on that regard, because that's exactly what I said. I'm never going to be like that guy. But what ends up happening is if you marry somebody that's a woman that's deficient, meaning they haven't experienced being around a father, 
They haven't experienced being around a mother. All right. They're, she didn't grow up in a household where mom and dad were together. These are all saying that we have levels of deficiencies. If you're going to be passive in that regard, there's, you're going to cause yourself a lot of pain and suffering because you actually have the experience of family. Okay? So, Will, in my opinion, I haven't talked to Will Smith, but in my opinion, based on my experience, you get to a point where you never want to be labeled like that guy. So any level of assertiveness you feel as though is pushing the cord between, hey, you know, you're going to be labeled like your father, and you don't want that. Now, of course, you can be in a relationship where people use that against you, right, and go, oh, you sound like your father as a manipulation tool. But in your mind, you're saying, I don't want to be like that dude. So therefore, you become passive. You draw a line in the sand, and you never cross that line. And so what ends up happening, you become too passive. You don't take charge when you need to. This person becomes overly aggressive in the relationship, taking control over things she shouldn't be taking control over. You have the experience of being in a beautiful relationship. Mind you, your father was abusive. But outside of that, you were in a beautiful relationship. You experienced your father being a phenomenal dad. You experienced your mom being a phenomenal mom. Outside of being abusive, you know how to be a great dad. But in our minds, we go, I don't, I'm not going to be like that guy. So anything that happens in the relationship that puts me in a position where I have to assert myself and sometimes even be somewhat very firm, in my mind, I'm going, uh-oh, I'm being like my dad again, and therefore you back off. But what ends up happening is you give this person too much ground in the relationship. Now, here's the difference between myself and Will Smith. And again, I'm not comparing my life to Will Smith. I'm not comparing my wife to Jada. But here's the difference. My wife grew up with both of her parents. My wife grew up with her mom as a professional person, her dad as a professional person. You see, there's a difference there. So me being less passive, I mean, more passive, is not going to hurt me as much as it's going to hurt Will because of Jada's upbringing. So going back to that situation where Jaden was dressing up like a dress and dressing up in dresses and Will called Jada up to ask, that's being too passive. Not only do you have greater experience in this situation from a family standpoint, from growing up in a functional family, but you're a man. You also have more experience as a man. So yes, okay, son, you wanted, you're doing this fashion thing here with dresses. I need to be clear on some things. Let's have a conversation. No, I don't think you should go in that direction. I think you should go in this direction. There's a way you can still be a firm dad to a child and not destroy their creativity. This is not about creativity. This is not about sexuality. It's about I'm going to use my masculinity that I've learned that I've used for the last, you know, so many years to make you the best man you could be to, for you to experience your level of success. So I don't need to talk to Jada about that. I'm calling Jada myself. But again, he's checking through Jada. Why? Because he feels as though, based on being the woman, that's who he's going to communicate to. But he doesn't understand he's communicating to somebody that simply does not have that skill. So the first thing is, I mean, the second thing is, Will is being too passive. Will is being way too passive. 
This is the third thing, and now this is just conjecture in my part. Well, let me, let me just rewind real quick. So Will is being too passive. So here's what people do when they're too passive. And this is the condition, I think, that his father left him, unfortunately. Eventually, a person puts you in a position where you have to deal with them directly. And, you know, I, you know sometimes, you know, I'm not saying that women bring this on, but sometimes, you know, you have to kind of toe the line, so to speak, where you have to deal with them firmly as the problem. He's dealing with Chris Rock. Chris Rock is not the problem. The reason why Will Smith feels disrespected is not because of Chris Rock. It's because of Jada. So instead of dealing with Jada, we're dealing with Chris Rock in front of everybody on a day where you're winning the greatest award for an actor. On the, great largest, the, the largest stage. To me, it's about respect. I don't, th I, think, I don't think Will had a problem with the joke, but, you know, Chris is making the joke while he's there. It's one thing for you to make a joke on the Internet or whatever, but you, he, Will is sitting there with his, with his wife. And you make the joke about his wife in front of him. I think that boil over of lack of respect that he's gotten from society and his wife boiled over to him walking up on that stage. See, the slap was about respect. Chris Rock said something about his wife in front of Will. It's one thing for Chris Rock to say that on the Internet or say that through somewhere on Instagram or somewhere. But Will Smith is sitting there looking at you, man, and you made the joke about his wife. That is disrespectful. But the boiling over to a point where he walked on stage had absolutely nothing to do with Chris Rock, in my opinion. Had everything to do with the culmination of the disrespect that he's been getting from all areas, including his relationship, his family. As a man, you're supposed to be highly respected within your family. In this particular regard, we can sit here and talk about a lot of men out here who are deadbeats and proven to be deadbeats, but in this case, we're talking about Will Smith. Everybody is eating off of Will Smith. We're talking about a guy who should be walked in and should be treated like a king. But see, in order for you to be treated like a king, you got to demand that level of respect. And since Will is being too passive, he's not demanding that respect. And therefore, if you don't demand that respect, this person is not conditioned, has not been reared to consider your well-being, your wealth, your prosperity. She hasn't been, she hasn't been reared to respect that. So let's end on this. Will has to be more assertive. He has to get rid of this notion that any level of assertiveness and, and unfortunately aggressiveness that he needs to put forth in this relationship is making him like his dad. I can guarantee you that dissension, if you will, creates this crescendo, crescendo if you will, of probably not being assertive with his kids as far as discipline and, re and, and rearing. It's probably putting him in a position where he's not being as assertive as he needs to be with, with, with Jada. You know, Will has to assert yourself, bro. You, there's no way you have to demand your respect. A person like Will may think that, oh, 
Just look at all my accolades. Look at what I've done. Look at what I've sacrificed. People should automatically respect that. No, my brother, they're not going to automatically respect that. That's just the facts. Some people that just haven't been reared in a position to have respect for those things. It's just the facts. You have to assert yourself to demand respect. Everybody should have a little bit of Kanye West in them. Everybody should have a little bit of Rick James. You know, unfortunately, that's necessary sometimes. But Will needs to be more assertive. He, he doesn't, he needs to stop identifying with the faults of his father. You and your father are two different people. You can still be a f strong father, a strong husband, and not even stick a toe into the negative state of your father. But another thing too, Will, Will has to forgive his father, let it go. When I built my relationship back with my father, all the negative things that he had done in my life, I let it go. He, he wasn't in that position anymore where he was being abusive to women anymore. He had gotten over his alcoholism. A lot of things that he had done, you have to uh, respect that and forgive and let it go. I choose to, at my lectures when I'm discussing my father, I choose to only talk about the great things that he did for me. I wouldn't be sitting here right now if it wasn't for some of the things that he did. I'm not going to throw that away. I don't care for and acknowledge the negative aspects of him, but at the same time, I have to respect the beauty of the person that chose to be my father in this lifetime. And based on him being abusive, Will Smith has nothing but great things to say about his father. His father seemed to be a phenomenal father. See, we can sit here and talk about how negative our fathers are. Father beating up a mom or whatever. We can stay on that. But then we got to talk about the dude. My father, you know, where we grew up in the projects, you know, at the gym where everybody went to play basketball and stuff, my father forbid us to go there because of all the stuff going on there. But my brothers ended up going up there one day, um, you know, to play against the rules and ended up getting beat up by some dudes at the gym. I remember them coming home telling my father, my father got in the car with his 357 and walked into the gym. And that's the end of that story. I'm in the story there. He didn't shoot anybody, but somebody got smacked around. <laughs> that's a phenomenal dude that cares enough about their children to put themselves in that particular position. I rather respect that then hold on to this negative aspect that he did. So the point is, Will Smith's father flew down to the Caribbeans to grab his son, to make sure his son doesn't destroy his life and career. That's a phenomenal dude. Now, all the negative stuff that he's done, let's, let's let that go. He has to let that go. You have to forgive that, Will. Let it go and become your own masculine in that relationship, not only for yourself but for your children. And last but not least, we talked about Jada. Jada needs coaching. She needs assistance. She needs assistance with other women. I don't think she's going to get it because society's saying that what she's doing now is cool. And sometimes people live in that state of cool without aligning their state of cool to their life success. So if, it's, if, if you consider it successful for you to be doing drugs with your son and now you're on drugs because you are suffering for so much depression and things of that nature and a lot of it is what? You're making a situation worse than what it is because we have to learn and develop respect, which you can learn from other women in your life. But that's that. You know, our relationships are not good right now. We have to take ownership of that. We're not doing that, right? And so we just continue to go on and on. Where you don't look at, oh, it's cool in society, but what is this cool doing for me 
in my life. People aren't reared to see it that way. They simply are okay with being cool and having social media followers and having people putting them up as so-and-so-and-so-and-so. <laughs> you have to check the background of people before you date them, before you get into relationships. You want to court. You want to get to know people. You have to learn from your past, learn from your relationship with your parents. If you have any deficiencies, you want to make sure that you recognize those deficiencies and get help with those deficiencies. If you didn't have a good relationship to your father, maybe your spouse's father can step in for you on that regard, and you can develop a relationship with that person. There are many ways you can do it, but the only way you're going to do it is by recognizing that you need that assistance. Peace and blessings. I hope this helped you. Um, hey, if you guys want coaching advice or want to get coaching from me, go out and um, go to shimsuheru.com. And there it lists all of the services that my wife and I provide. But also, hey, if you want to, uh, if you want to get updated on other videos that I have coming out and other podcasts, feel free to subscribe to my YouTube channel as well as, as, well as my podcast channel. And also, you can follow me on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, Twitter, at Ramahetep. Let's continue to learn from this situation. Let's continue to use this information to further strengthen our black, female, male relationships in our community so we can start to make a turn for the best in our community. Peace and blessings. Have a wonderful day.